Welcome to Stoked with Megan McPhail, the podcast that helps you get super effing jazzed about your work, life, and bank account. I'm your host, Megan McPhail, a former burnt out emergency veterinarian that quit my hard-earned career to become a seven-figure business coach, entrepreneur, and elopement photographer. Now I'm living a life I absolutely love, full of travel, adventure, and financial abundance, and I am hell-bent on inspiring others to do the same. Are you ready to say goodbye to the 9-to-5 grind and start going after some big, bold dreams? Then let's dive into this week's episode. Hey, hey, it's your host, Megan McPhail. And your co-host, Todd Reedy. And today's episode is kind of a heavy subject, but one that I really want to dive deep into It's guilt and shame. And the reason why I wanted to cover this topic is because I work with a lot of people who, you know, have big dreams for their life and their businesses. And sometimes they don't take the actions necessary to build those businesses and go after those dreams. And a lot of these podcast episodes kind of unpack why that is. There's imperfection, there's fear of success, there's imposter syndrome, all that kind of stuff. And then there's also shame and guilt. So I want to talk about that. And first, we're going to start with guilt because shame and guilt kind of come hand in hand, but they're also very, very different. So guilt is an emotion that arises when a person believes they have committed a wrongdoing or violated their own values or principles. It's often tied to a specific action or behavior, whereas shame is a deeply painful and often irrational emotion related to a person's self-worth or identity. It arises when someone perceives themselves as fundamentally flawed, inferior, or unworthy in some way. So guilt is really an emotion tied to actions. Shame is more of this like deep-seated emotion you often have like low self-esteem and you just think you're this flawed, unworthy person. So I want to talk about guilt first. And we see guilt manifest itself a lot in entrepreneurs. And one of them is financial guilt, where entrepreneurs feel guilty because of past financial decisions. Maybe they took a risk and took a course and it didn't pan out. Maybe they've mismanaged their money. Maybe their credit card debt is high and they can often feel guilt because of those past or current mistakes. There's also a lot of work-life balance guilt where you're trying to balance the demands of being an entrepreneur and you're trying to balance that with your personal life and you might feel guilty because you're not spending enough time with your family and your friends and your spouse. You might be neglecting yourself neglecting exercise and self-care. I mean, that's my story. I'm not the best at prioritizing myself. And you might be prioritizing your business and kind of not prioritizing your personal life, and that can lead to guilt. There's also failure guilt, where maybe a project or an offer or a launch didn't go the way you wanted it to. It didn't meet your expectations. And this can be especially bad if you didn't hit some financial goals. The last one is opportunity cost guilt, where you may feel guilty about missed opportunities or potential paths that you didn't take. And this can happen when you maybe prioritize your family life over your business. You know, like I have the problem of prioritizing my business over my personal life. 
But there's also people, moms especially, where they're taking care of their kids. They're not able to put the time and energy into their business. So they kind of have that opportunity cost guilt. And I feel like I've had some students of the mastermind where their moms or something else is going on. They have another job or something like that. And they feel like they didn't get to take the full advantage of the mastermind that they wanted to. So you can have guilt like that. As I'm talking through these things, Todd, are you thinking you have any? guilt as an entrepreneur? I think mine maybe falls into more shame Ooh. with your definition, but I want to wait until you go over all your shame stuff to okay. see uh, which one I really think that I fall into. Okay. Cause, yeah, because I feel like you feel guilty a lot when like if you're on social media too much or you're not productive enough, but that didn't really like fit all these definitions. So yeah, so let's go into shame. Well, hold on. Before we do that, let's unpack what you said as you were reading off or like discussing the guilt and you said, oh, man, it's like bringing up emotions or thoughts of your guilt. Mm -hmm. Let's unpack that a little bit more. What do you feel guilty about? I think just I don't prioritize myself. And I think for me, it might factor into shame a little bit because like growing up with ADHD, you know, you're called lazy if you don't do certain things a lot. And like, I know I'm not lazy because I've built a million dollar business. <laughs> you know, like lazy people don't do that. But there are times when I really struggle to do some things that I really want to do. And that's like working out or even washing my face at night or something like that. Like I could take much better care of myself, but I don't know how to balance work and doing that. I always end up choosing work. Okay. And then how does that guilt serve you? It doesn't. It's like I'm trying to guilt myself into prioritizing myself, but that doesn't work, you know? The guilt isn't a strong motivator. No, it just makes me feel like shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, guilt is definitely not a motivator. For you? Yeah, I don't think for anybody. You think guilt motivates you? Uh, I think that maybe a little bit for me, sure. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's times when, oh, maybe I do have guilt as I'm thinking through this. Um. I mean, I know there are tasks that I need to do for you mm-hmm. and maybe I don't do them or I don't do them quick enough and like you bring it up and then I like feel guilty mm-hmm. that I didn't prioritize that. Yeah. So I do feel guilty and so maybe like the next day or maybe that afternoon or however time frame I want to pick, it does prove to be a motivator, but I think it's yeah. probably a short-term motivator. Yeah, I'm thinking it's short-term than long-term. I feel like positive emotions are a better motivator than guilt. Yeah, it's probably not a positive thing. Yeah, I'm going back to the definition, and it is, you know, an emotion when you feel like you've done something wrong, but, like, you may not have done anything wrong, or, like, maybe the lack of action. We have to give ourselves grace. We're not committing all these wrong things, and we're these horrible people, you know? Like, we're all doing the best we can. So in that regard, I feel like, yeah, feeling guilty about these things we're not great at when we're just trying to get by day by day doing our best. I don't think any of us are trying to be bad people. (laughs) You know, like, we're not trying to be bad. (laughs) So yeah, shame, again, is very deeply rooted. And it's described as irrational, kind of not real. And it ruins your self-esteem, essentially, when you have a lot of shame. So let's talk about how shame manifests for entrepreneurs because there's quite a few things. The first is business failure shame. So let's say you experience a business failure 
And we kind of talked about that earlier where you maybe had an offer or a service or a launch that didn't go as you expected or you wanted to. So you kind of feel bad about it. But like shame, you will convince yourself or you will think that it's a reflection of your inadequacy or that you are a horrible business owner or that you're not worth the success and this dream that you have. So it's really more of like this very negative self-talk about you as a person. So yeah, it sounds very sad. (laughs) So you're thinking shame is more like an internal thing that's a reflection of whatever didn't go to plan or as well as you'd hoped. That's like the person that's feeling shameful. Mm -hmm. That's a reflection on them as a person. Yes. Like they think that if your business fails or something fails to your expectations, like failure in business is a whole different subject we could go into. Like, I don't think it exists. Like, I think it's all just learning. And that's probably when like, if I have something that doesn't go to plan, like a launch or an offer or something, and people don't buy it or want it or whatever, it's not a reflection of me. You know, it's more just like, oh, crap, I didn't do this right or that right. Then it was a learning experience. I don't think like, oh, I'm inadequate. And like, I shouldn't be running a business and I'm worthless and I'll never amount to anything. Like, it's more that kind of line of thought. Mm, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. When you were saying that made me think of early on when I was launching and doing my video business, when say I would have a call with a couple and they didn't book me or I got an inquiry and they didn't sign up for a call or consultation. Mm -hmm. I think in those instances early I kind of felt shame in that Mm, Um, again because I thought, oh, man, maybe my videos aren't good or maybe for whatever reason they didn't decide to go with me. Right. So I feel like that's more shameful early on, Mm -hmm. but like in more of like kind of the business sense of what I do now for like your back end stuff. I don't think I feel that shameful. Maybe that's more guilty. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting that you're noticing the differences of the two because I think that's going to get even more important as we keep going. Okay. So. Another form of shame is comparison shame, which I know photographers and creative entrepreneurs do this all the time, where you constantly compare yourself to someone who is in the same industry of you that appears more successful. And that can make you feel inferior or inadequate in comparison. And it could make your self-esteem take a nosedive. So I know tons of people that are in my mastermind even that play that comparison game and they compare themselves to other people and they're like, I could never be like so-and-so, you know, (laughs) like I'll never be as good as this person. And that can lead to a lot of shame. Another form of shame is imposter syndrome. We did another podcast episode on it where you believe you're kind of like a fraud who doesn't really deserve any achievements because you're going to be exposed as an imposter. And even really successful people can have imposter syndrome. And it's really just another form of shame, feeling deep inside that you're not worthy of this success and that somebody's going to find out that you're just this big old fraud. And then another one that we've done a podcast episode about is perfectionism shame, where entrepreneurs are striving for perfection, right? And I hate perfection. I think being a B student and imperfect is the way to go. But a lot of people will kind of perceive any mistakes as evidence of them being incompetent and, again, unworthy of any of their successes or their goals and stuff like that. So really, again, it's just like this deeply seated emotion where 
You just feel like you're not worthy of these dreams and goals and success in your business. So why am I talking about all this? (laughs) Because there are huge consequences of guilt and shame in entrepreneurs. And it's important to recognize whether you are experiencing shame or guilt, which I'll kind of get into more. But some of the consequences of this stuff, for one, is self-sabotage, which I see all the time. And that's when entrepreneurs basically, if they're experiencing shame especially, they will engage in self-sabotaging behaviors, mostly procrastination and avoidance, which sucks because then if you're procrastinating and avoiding the actions you're supposed to be taking to progress your business, then you're not going to get anywhere, right? You're not going to achieve those goals. And I'm just realizing now I kind of did some self-sabotage this year because I definitely procrastinated on a lot of things that I wanted to achieve. I don't feel like I have shame, but I mean, I definitely procrastinated a lot. There's also isolation where entrepreneurs will withdraw from support networks. I worry sometimes when people do that in the mastermind, they just kind of like disappear for a while and then they come back and they're like, oh, I was busy. Like, were they really busy or were they feeling shame and were they self-sabotaging themselves? Guilt and shame can also bring about stress and burnout. So it can basically contribute to chronic stress, which is really the thing that leads to burnout. And that will affect both mental and physical health. We did a whole podcast episode on burnout even. (laughs) And it's awful and I've experienced it. I don't want anybody else to experience it, but that can be a consequence of guilt and shame. And it can also impact decision making, which a lot of entrepreneurs need to be able to make decisions. You know, they need to know what to prioritize, what to work on, what to take action on. And it can cloud your judgment and your decision making. And I've seen that where my students don't know what to do next or don't know what to choose. And then I have to swoop in as somebody with kind of a clear mind and help them make some decision making. Yeah. So the decision making thing that makes complete sense, right? Because we're talking about shame and guilt, like being an emotional response where that can like cloud our mm-hmm. our logical brain that we need to make decisions, especially like business type decisions. Yeah. And that could probably be a whole nother discussion about logical decisions versus emotional decisions. But yeah. like if your emotions are overtaking your ability to make a logical decision and yeah, make a choice to propel your business in any given direction, like I can definitely see that impeding progress. Yeah, totally. So guilt can potentially motivate people <laughs> to correct things and make amends and that kind of stuff. So it can be positive and negative, I guess, in that case. Shame is pretty much exclusively negative and damaging. And the withdrawal and the self-sabotage and the procrastination and the burnout and the stress, like we can't be having that, you know, especially when we have dreams and lives to build. So how do you overcome these things is really what I want everybody to take away. I want you to recognize if you're experiencing guilt and shame or guilt and or shame. And I want you to be able to overcome it so that, you know, you can continue taking the actions you need in your business to find that success. So one of the big things is self-awareness, recognizing like the first step in everything is always recognition that you're experiencing these things and put a name to it and put a title to it. So self-awareness is huge. Also, self-compassion is huge. This is when I talk about like, hey, give yourself some grace. 
if the things that you're saying to yourself in your head are not the same things that you would say to a friend facing similar challenges, you probably shouldn't be telling them to yourself. Like if you're saying like, I suck, I'm a fraud, I'm an imposter, I'm unworthy, I'll never do this, I'll never succeed. If you have deep-seated shame, then I want you to give yourself grace. And I also want you to seek support by sharing your feelings with people, trusted people, not Instagram. (laughs) I want you to share it with like me or a therapist or family members or a spouse, you know, somebody you have to kind of speak it out into existence. Also reframing negative thoughts. I'm huge on that, like neuroplasticity and stuff like that, being able to recognize when you're thinking something negatively and kind of spin it and turn it around. And there's a bunch more, but I also want to talk about Brene Brown real quickly. You know who Brene Brown is, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) So she extensively studies shame, vulnerability, and resilience. And it was listening to one of her audiobooks where I started thinking, like, we need to have this conversation because... She talks a lot about how shame is like a universal human experience. It's not just like a select few people experiencing shame. It's pretty much everybody. And her research also really highlights the role of vulnerability and being another essential part of kind of like the human experience and being able to, especially for entrepreneurs, embrace being vulnerable by seeking support from people. Like I just said, like one of the ways that you can get over shame and some of these feelings of shame is seeking support from people and being vulnerable with them and actually speaking it out into existence. And another concept that Brown developed is shame resilience, which involves recognizing what triggers your shame, practicing critical awareness, and then speaking out about it. And like basically identifying their shame triggers and talking about it and having self-compassion and empathy for themselves and for others and maybe being that person that other people could talk to. All of my members and you and everybody could always come to me about any triggering shame triggers. (laughs) What do you think about all that? Yeah, talking stuff out definitely helps, which can be awkward and, I don't know, embarrassing. Especially as trying to be whatever demographic you want to call it, like, oh, I'm a big strong man or I'm a big businessman or businesswoman or entrepreneur. I'm like Mm -hmm. really powerful, like showing a soft side or like your vulnerabilities, as you had mentioned or Mm -hmm. called out. That's like a whole can of worms right there, right? Mm -hmm. It's just kind of getting over that. But voicing things that we've talked about before and like probably every therapist or someone who espouses to journaling or things like that, like getting like your inner monologue and inner thoughts out, whether that's written or like verbal. Yeah. Some of like that stuff is good to come out because then whether you hear it or read it, it may be like, oh, well, that's dumb as fuck. Yeah. Why why did I think that? Or why am I feeling that? Yeah. Just so getting it out of your head because Mm -hmm. you can do this internal spiral, which gets you nowhere. So getting some external feedback or someone to either validate it or question it is probably a good thing. Yeah, Again, in a supportive way. It's that inner monologue for sure that is very dangerous to us. And I think just the act of sharing it with others and realizing that, yeah, it's not real, but that other people also struggle with the same thing. Like that comes up a lot in the elopement photographer mastermind where someone will 
say, hey, I'm struggling with this, that, and the other thing. And then like 30 people chime in and are like, me too. So then we get to have this big conversation. And it's like, first of all, everyone struggles with this. Second of all, like, it's not fair of us to think these things of ourselves. Like, it's not truth. And we can all tell you, you know, that you are worthy. (laughs) You're worthy of your success. You are an amazing person, photographer, entrepreneur, whatever it is. You are a light in so many people's lives. And like, yeah, I think taking that inner monologue and putting it out into the world with trusted people is a great way to build this shame resilience. And resilience is another freaking podcast episode we've done. So you can literally take this outline that I created for this one and kind of like follow up on all of these topics with other podcast episodes because it's all intertwined, all of this stuff. But yeah, I really want everybody, if you are experiencing guilt or shame, I mean, shame is part of the human experience. Vulnerability will bring you closer to other people. And then building resilience is like the key to everything in this life. Learning how to overcome some of these thoughts we have in our shitty brains that like to think all this negative stuff all the time. Learning how to overcome that is such an important part of our existence, I think. What are you going to do with all this information, Todd? Maybe just give myself a little bit more grace. Again, whether you're terming it as guilt or shame or things that I'm not getting done or I'm feeling guilty of or procrastinating away or not doing things Mm -hmm. to the extent that I think that I could be doing them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably just know it's all in my head and probably you don't notice other people don't notice yeah and like what are these feelings they may be true feelings oh yeah all of our feelings are true yeah what is it serving is it making me like learn lessons from this probably not is it just making me feel shitty probably (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah giving just a little bit more grace yeah i think i'm good at giving myself grace but i think some of my guilt and shame still is from just growing up with ADHD and being labeled lazy. And so there are days when like, I want to be more active and do things, but then I get stuck in paralysis mode. And then I just kind of beat myself up over it internally. I think I need to figure out a better way to manage that. Like I was telling you earlier, I have this thing in my head where it's like, I can either put my energy towards working out or I can put my energy towards work. And I want to work out more. I want to go on walks and hikes and lift weights. Like those are things I want to do. But I feel for some reason, I cannot balance it and work together in one day. My brain explodes with that. And I can't explain why that is. But I need to figure out a way to be able to do the two of them on the same day. (laughs) So essentially, to summarize, I want you guys to practice self-compassion and seek support and practice reframing any negative thoughts and realize that shame is a natural human condition, but that doesn't mean that you have to sit in it and that you have to let it sabotage your dreams. You can work towards it. And that's why building a business is such a journey of self-discovery. And once you work through these things, you're going to be powerful AF. You're going to be so freaking powerful. You're going to be able to take on anything. And so many people never work through these things, but we have to because we have to be able to continuously take action on our businesses, you know, and that comes from within. So I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Stoked with Megan McPhail. If you enjoyed the show and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review and tell a friend. 
If you're looking for more inspiring content, check us out on Instagram at Stoked with Megan McPhail. And to learn more about my business coaching and how I can personally help you quit your nine to five, visit my website at meganmcphail.com. I hope this leaves you feeling stoked. See you next week.